0: All right, welcome into another new episode of Off the Radar. It's the second week of March. Glad to have you along, and uh, we're just ready to kind of geek out here.
1: Yeah, what we're we're all ready to dive. Wait. in. Yeah,
2: I, it's almost spring, and we're ready to tee up another episode and get rolling with this one. So
0: I really oh, can't wow. wait for it. Yep, going right down the fairway with this one. It's going to be a really good episode. Ellen, Chris, joining me as well. I'm going to drive this golf cart
1: <laughs> into a sand dune. That's what I'm going to do. You say
0: sand dune? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how deep
1: it's gonna
0: be wow that's oh. a real hazard if <laughs> yeah. i've ever heard one
1: <laughs> they call that, oh, straight up sand dune <laughs> they call that a
2: pot bunker but that's a different story maybe for another podcast but oh, you know what great no. day have you guys along i think we got a little spring fever on our minds so 100
1: percent.
0: please bear with us
1: yeah uh, we're going we make a little this episode. uh crazy it's a little today, slice
2: to the right but that's
0: okay all right. oh. that's all right right. We'll, we'll be all right for today i think as we uh get ready for another good episode and uh Ellen, uh, I think all of us are just ready for uh, spring weather. Everybody's uh-huh. been talking about temperatures wanting to be warmer, uh-huh. and here we are mired in the snow. We're going to talk a little bit about what's ahead as far as potential yep. for spring weather later this month. Fingers crossed. March fingers, crossed. and but, all
1: the things to look forward to, the, not just the weather. We got a lot right. of fun things when the weather turns here in Northwest Ohio. I think everybody basically runs outside and we've yeah. got all kinds of events and fun things to do. So we've got a lot to, of that to talk about, but spring is already showing its face in, Parts of our country and in a really dangerous way as well. I,
0: this was probably the key national story across mm-hmm. the country this week, right? For yeah. the weather,
1: it was a tornado outbreak that happened down in Alabama, and it was pretty devastating. More than 20 people died from this single event, which is not normal. That is something that is very unusual. Actually, especially the entire the year of times.
2: 2018, there was 10 tornado fatalities in the entire country over the course. Which was of the year. a
0: record low. Which was a
2: record low. Yeah. Yeah that's great we want to see things going in that direction this was a very unfortunate event where um, uh, for many reasons it hit in an area that was very susceptible to not only you know the damage but also uh, the you know the devastation that was uh, thrown about by that tornado
1: yeah absolutely Uh, I have an image here if you guys are watching if you aren't listening uh, if you're watching us right now this is a downed cell tower that's across the interstate Mm -hmm. it blocked off everything the roadways there they I think they eventually took Um, Basically like a a dump truck and went through it Mm -hmm. and kind of uh, plowed it out of of the the way way. like it was snow almost. Um, But yeah, it completely covered the highway there was amazing. But um, something even more maybe devastating when it comes to a family is this home that is just completely demolished. Take a look, that's bricks from a house just flattened mm-hmm. down like it was nothing. One of the big things
0: I see about this image, obviously the house grabs your attention as well, mm-hmm. but if you look in the background too, look at those pine trees that are just snapped, snapped. off.
1: Yeah, like no problem. And
0: low to
2: the base too, which indicates mm-hmm. how extreme the winds were. Um, the rating, the EF4 on this one, was uh, what the crews on the ground actually uh, deemed this particular tornado it was down there in Lee County in mm-hmm. Alabama. Uh, it was uh, generally east of Montgomery, so a little perspective on that one. And this tornado was on the ground for the estimated Approximately 24 miles, and at one point, Which is had a width of nearly nine tenths of a mile. So almost
1: a mile wide, going for almost 25 miles Incredible. long. That's pretty insane. And. What's even more kind of wild about this situation is that there were two tornadoes mm-hmm. that basically the paths went right next to each other and they were both very powerful and long lasting
2: separated by about 45 minutes. So they weren't simultaneous. No. Uh, the initial one was uh, spawned on a supercell out in advance of uh, the main line of some storms. Uh, those we typically watch in our area as well. If you get some supercells that develop, they exhibit signs of rotation. Quite often they develop in the area of greatest instability as well. Uh, that one produced that EF4 tornado, uh, similar in wind strength to the one that took out Lake uh, High School and hit Millbury, 170 mile per hour winds on that one. As so well. that
0: was the first one, which if you're looking at the track on the screen here, that's the red line. That's yes. the one that reached nine tenths of a mile, correct? Mm-hmm. The correct. The southern one, that one came through 45 minutes later. Talk mm-hmm. to us about this because I know you two have done a little more research into these storms uh, that happened a few days ago. What produced the second tornado? Was it another supercell? Or? It,
2: it was embedded within a squall line at that point, but still uh, there were multiple storms within that squall line that were exhibiting couplets or rotation. That was particularly one of the stronger ones. Uh, that one, I believe, reached EF2 strength, mm-hmm. uh, so it wasn't as strong as the initial one. That was more um, isolated in its own environment, so it was able to sustain itself not only longer, but with a greater intensity. And
0: this is one of those things where we get questions that people will say, how is that possible? How can you have two tornadoes that almost went over the exact same area? Is there a, a mountain there is there a river there is there some sort of geographic feature or something that caused those two to happen and the answer is it's just a unfortunate coincidence quite honestly because they formed in two very different ways uh, for a tornado one was a supercell as Chris mentioned the other one happened in a line and, and that one spins up much more quickly and uh, an EF2 on a squall line uh, tornado is actually a pretty significant tornado yeah, for yeah us. that's a
1: pretty big deal but we aren't strangers to having something strange like that happen to us it actually happened in Southeast Michigan.
0: Yeah, one of the things that we do here on off the radar and in the Weather Center in general is we go back through history. And as soon as I saw this image down in Lee County, Alabama, I was immediately brought back to this. This is our weather tornado database here in the First Alert Weather Center. And these are the tracks of two EF4 tornadoes. Now, both of them happened uh, or started either back in northern Indiana or uh, further back into southern Michigan. But they came across uh, Hillsdale, Lenaway County and eventually both of them ended in Monroe County. And what's really amazing, what you're seeing on your screen is the path of these. Uh, Just like in Lee County, Alabama, these happened in separate situations. One happened about an hour before the other. And Hillsdale College, they had a weather station at the college there. And they know the path of these tornadoes because the weather station measured barometric drops or pressure drops as each tornado went by. And the wind direction uh, shifted with each one. So imagine that one, you got two tornadoes almost uh, within an hour of each other. And those were EF4s, both of those. That's incredible. Yeah. Palm Sunday outbreak, one that... uh, was really high up there. Yeah. Uh, we uh, had a few questions in the weather center. Uh, some people stopping by earlier this week too, and you guys can shed some light on this. People are saying, "How unusual is it for down south for them to be getting severe weather this time of the year?" Okay. They're in the absolute
2: prime right now. This is the start of their severe weather season. In fact, actually, now that we're into March, it's well underway. It actually begins in February down across the Gulf Coast. Slowly, that season then migrates up to the north, and, and eventually. We get it more so peaking April May and certainly into June for us is more so what we would consider our primary. They just have the
1: easier access to the warmer air and then that pushback of the colder air from the north too. So it hits them a lot earlier simply because they're closer to the ocean, closer to that source Mm -hmm. of the instability that you need for severe weather.
0: Most of us have heard of tornado alley. Uh, Ellen, talk a little bit about Dixie Alley because that's what this is known as, right? Yeah,
1: so Dixie Alley can sometimes even be a bit more Mm -hmm. dangerous in some situations because there tends to be more for people that live there. So Dixie Alley is uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, pretty much right around that area. They have those bands of all of that moisture and instability that's so easily accessible there. And if you get a strong enough system of colder air uh, pulling its way down there, it's easy to have quite a bit of severe weather to happen and some of the most dangerous parts of it is because the populations are a lot more dense and there are some people that are impoverished as well mm-hmm. so a lot of times you get people in those mobile trailers and it's a lot easier for fatalities to happen in those places. It's
2: very unfortunate there's a lot of socioeconomic reasons why that was so devastating as well and a lot mm-hmm. of it too. Geography induced terrain yep. it's much harder to see these coming if these mm-hmm. tornadoes happen in Oklahoma it's typically oh, th- you lens. see them from miles away mm-hmm. and they're storm sellers that area is built up to withstand many EF and EF five sure. tornadoes because people go below ground. Yep. It is quite the opposite in Alabama and Mississippi where mm-hmm. some of the economics really have more widespread uh, manufactured homes, uh, trailers that aren't attached or don't have foundations. They easily
1: be ripped up and apart. So that's why tornadoes in Dixie Alley tend to be a bit more fatal than I would say yeah. the ones out in um, the traditional tornado alley that yeah. you think of.
2: It's something we could get into in a future off the radar yeah. too. There's been some recent research that shows some migrations too in some uh, tornado mm. climatology mm-hmm. from the Central Plains, more toward Dixie Alley and potentially Hoosier Alley as well.
1: Yeah, we're in oh, Indiana. Very
0: interesting. Yeah. All right, so, so that could be interesting. So that's another episode. We have to take a break on this week's episode. We're going to be coming back here in just a moment. On some of our platforms, we've got to take a little bit of a break, all right? Mm-hmm. For those that aren't, Ellen, why don't you tell us that you've got a, a really crazy story, Ooh, storm yeah. chasing story, oh, right?
1: Something so wild. Right, we're going to yeah. take
0: a break for those of you that are out there. All right, Ellen, go on with that story.
1: Yes, yeah, so you won't believe it. We were in. The- <laughs> and I basically just landed on my feet with a minor <laughs> bruise.
0: No, you gotta be
1: kidding <laughs> me. Alright, alright. Very Wild. interesting.
0: All right. I've we're, heard stories yeah. before, but that one, that one is right up there. All right. Hope Very you guys enjoyed that. that story God, that we're listening out there. So uh, for us, we're kind Whoa. of shifting our yeah. attention, though. Yeah, uh, maybe in future weeks we'll get into God. more of those type of crazy yeah. stories. For but sure. now we're yeah. going to move on. We're looking forward. Yeah. I'm telling you, you, we can't show our faces in public right oh. now because everybody wants spring. I got stopped three so times today. This already. time of
2: the year, spring is no gimme. There's yeah. no doubt about that one. We'd like to cart a few more days up into the 60s and 70s. Not quite on tap yet, but
0: we're no. at least going to be turning the corner. You would think the birdies would be flying by now, but we're still here in, in, in what's um, more sir, It's late more winter. of a
1: bogey situation that
0: you're <laughs> in right now. <laughs> She's catching on. Can't
1: deal with this. But something that really kind of crushes our souls here spring wise is this guy.
0: So here's what I found very interesting. This, this, I was, I was talking with uh, the National Weather Service. Uh, we're looking at the ice coverage map behind us mm-hmm. here of Lake Erie. Uh, the average for March, early March, is 55% right. of Lake Erie covered, which I kind of thought was a weird number, 55%. Um, and then I realized it, because if you go back through the last few years, it's either feast or famine. Either there's no ice no coverage ice? or the lake is completely yeah. covered. So 55 percent's is like splitting the difference, exactly. basically. And this I mean. year the lake is... Covered.
1: Yeah, it looks uh, a little icy out officially
0: 93.4% of the lake is covered. It is not coast to coast sort of ice. There is free spots that are out there, but uh, it is not only a widespread, uh, but it's also very thick. Look at this an average thickness across the entire lake of over 22 centimeters. Wow.
1: Well, and there's certain levels of thickness that things can go on top of it. How? How? Mm-hmm. What kind of weight can that level of thickness hold
0: at 22 Any centimeters? Remember? It can hold a, a human body can can stand on that, but there's going to be spots where this yeah. is shifting around a lot and, and we dangerous. are in no way encouraging you it to didn't. go out. There no, and you fight. should
1: not, but the ice can be so strong and so powerful like we saw with it. Breaking mm-hmm. apart in the mommy yes. tearing up all kinds of things yeah. Yeah. Ice that flows it can become a big deal. things. Yeah, Lake absolutely Erie. there. It's really we strong. saw
0: there was great video from over when we had the strong winds last week of in Niagara and the ice flows that were turning chunks onto that side of the lake was really cool to see as well. Uh, So this is one of the key statistics uh, talking about the ice real quick. The key statistics when I say uh, spring, we're gonna have to put our patient boots on this year because (laughs) not only is Lake Erie covered in ice, but Lake Superior, Lake Michigan, Lake Huron, that means anytime we get a breeze out of the north, anything other than a southerly wind. It's going to be some chilly weather coming our way, so I think that we're going to be stuck in a, a prolonged winter versus an early spring this I
1: year. love when you bring such positive news that's to the podcast.
0: We, we just have to get <laughs> mentally prepared True, for True, we do
1: need to be prepared for that. But something that is also interesting about this uh, January that's never ended, um, what Chris, <laughs> calling so Chris it, yeah? Today is calling it. what At today's day? recording,
2: it's the 65th day of January, yes. so enjoy. Yeah, so the
1: January that <laughs> has never ended, um, it comes to the fact that, Maybe our season's been a bit weird too when it comes right. to snow. Yeah, let's look at the scorecard We're here. We're really far behind. Remember we made those oh, predictions. boy. What predictions?
0: Um, yeah. No idea what you're talking about. Uh, on
1: this podcast. No,
0: but you can go back and uh, listen to them for yourself because I'm not going to talk about them. Yeah, I don't want to. Igno-
1: I just want to say that I'm technically the closest to the truth. I just want to put that
0: out there. Yeah, whatever. Although I will just say I'll give Ryan
1: the shout
2: out for today because he did nail our pretty much one and only winter storm, so to speak. That's
1: true. That you true. do With, get
0: that. Uh, to the exact date.
1: Yeah, that was pretty important. That was an easy one. <laughs> Whatever you, you like guys to want to mulligan.
0: Try again or what?
1: <laughs> no, I'm solid. Thank you, right. <laughs> <laughs> good. but we are really far behind schedule. Several inches yeah. under here. So what? 7, 8, almost 9 inches below where we should be That's for sad. this time of year. Yeah, that is. Sad. I love snow. I love a good yeah. snowstorm as well, and we just kind of it a bit lackluster this season. So Look at That's that. what
0: I say 23 inches. That's under two feet. That's not That's much. Puny. And I think Chris said it right too. There's only been one real storm. There's been year. one That's real true. storm this year. The one you and
1: predicted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's still possible
2: that we get snow in, in through March. Oh
1: yeah, we're not done. We sometimes can get in
2: April, but approximately at this point in the season, we're done with about 85% of our snowfall. So if yeah, on a typical season, we've got about 10% left, which generally
0: equates to maybe four or five inches. Right, gonna, not gonna, likely 10 inches. Max. We're going to tap our way in, put our way to the finish line here, but yeah. uh, we're eventually talking only a few more inches of snowfall that are that is likely
1: I'm taking your club and I'm wrapping it around a tree, my friend. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do.
0: That's a two-stroke penalty. Uh, talk to us about what's coming up, then.
1: I don't think I can. <laughs> look, again, we've got a lot of great things to look forward to that aren't golf-related. St. Patrick's Day is 10 days away. Can you guys believe that? It's my best friend in the entire world's birthday. So shout out to her. 10 days oh, to your okay. birthday. Are were talking
0: about a leprechaun? <laughs> I <didn't know> <laughs> my
1: best friend's a leprechaun. Okay, very interesting. No, it's uh, her birthday. So we always say that Would you like everyone, here? Com- Kelsey, yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey? Kelsey's the best. So we always say that everyone's coming together to celebrate her. Um, So she's not. Her name isn't Patrick, but uh, shout out to Kelsey. She is very Irish, though. Um, And then spring begins in two weeks. Of course. Which is exciting. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you pay attention to.
0: And we will instantly flip over to 70 and sunny. It's guaranteed to happen. (laughs) You heard it from Ellen.
1: Easy as pie. And then the home opener. Oh, that's right. I can't wait for that. 29 days away. Can't get here soon enough. Last year, the most. Beautiful, perfect open day, 70 degrees.
0: So when we look ahead to what's coming down the pipeline here, Mm -hmm. we've got what's going to be a very busy pattern. I would say it's very March like where we're going to have some big temperature swings. So uh, we've had a very cold start to the month of March. I think as we go into this weekend and next week especially uh, we're going to get into uh, still an annoying pattern for a lot of people where that temperature fluctuates a lot from day to day to day, but it's just an active weather pattern that I think we're going to be in.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. So prepare. I mean, it's not anything unusual for this time of year. Um, So buckle.
0: up. Well, you could always tee it up for the chilly open.
2: Saturday, Ooh, the 16th, there you go. That's what kicks spring off, right? Uh,
0: sometimes last year they had snow, didn't they? Yeah, I think I so. I think they oh, had snow last ouch. year. Oh, I forgot about this spring. Yeah, forward. hey, this
1: is also happening um, yeah. this weekend on Sunday. We're losing an hour of sleep. Boom. Chris, you put it perfectly. Oh, yeah, sunrise is gonna be right around eight AM, sunset, right around seven thirty. So we're losing uh the early early light of day. I know some people were excited to be able to drive in with the sun. <laughs> I'm yeah.
0: more of an early sun guy. I like the sun early in the day.
1: Yeah, I would agree can, with
2: you. Can there. I yeah, I I mean I'll share the unpopular opinion. I don't like the sunset after eight o'clock
1: yeah partially it's because
2: I'm like I I have to get up in the middle of the night but there's something about after eight o'clock unless it's a weekend it's a nice summer
1: day right I'm all for it but yeah no I I don't like a long day I would love an earlier day but I've always been a morning person myself and it's fun you don't have to have the sun in the evening to enjoy it but yeah I'm excited for more consistent sunshine and feeling a bit warmer To
0: each their own. Everybody has their own opinions, and we have a lot of fun here uh, on Off the Radar, sharing them with you as well. We went over some of the uh, tornado stories that we've had in the past here. I hope everything uh, gets better down in Alabama quickly as Mm -hmm. well, and we'll hope that spring comes to Northwest Ohio and Southeastern Michigan in quick order. So maybe in a few weeks we'll be turning around and saying... Remember when we thought spring was never gonna get here? And uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll have some nice winter. So oh well here are
2: the questions. Are we really going right from winter to summer. summer this year? Oh, okay yeah. Man. Maybe we could investigate that.
0: Factor oh, folklore. All right. Oh, okay. Could be fun for next week's episode of Off the Raider. For this time around, I'm Ryan Weekman. I'm Ellen Fritz. And I'm Chris Vickers. Bye.